My God, as we sit at your feet to learn from you, is my prayer, Lord, that you will, you yourself will teach us. Silence every other voice, O God, and speak to each one of us, causing each one of us to know that that you want us to know. That at the end of it, O God, your name will be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name we are prayed and believed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord once again. Uh, I would like to thank the Lord so much, so much for our lives. I would like to thank and appreciate the leadership of All Saints Cathedral Kampala for giving us an opportunity to fellowship and uh, to bring forth God's word. I would like to appreciate all of us saints, all of us saints, the ministers, brethren, for making time, for creating time to learn and to fellowship. We bless the Lord. Today, by God's grace, we have uh, a topic, understanding God as as holy. And uh, this topic will be drawn from Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. Uh, my sister Nora already read it, but we will reread it for emphasis and for those who had not yet joined. Amen. We are going to fellowship under the topic understanding God as holy, being guided by Isaiah, by the word of God in Isaiah 57, verse 15. From New King James Version, I'm going to read. It says, For thus says the high and lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This whole week, brethren, we have been learning about the names of our God. What is amazing is that while I may be called Mwesigwa, when actually I am not faithful, Mwesigwa means faithful, when actually I am not faithful, it is not the same with our God. His names are actually his nature. His names are actually who he is. And those of us who've been following these teachings, 
you will realize that actually none of us or none of our sisters or brothers who's been teaching this week has been able to say our God is Jehovah Shama to this extent. Our God is Jehovah Rapha to this extent. Our God is, 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 is an eternal God to this extent. Our God is Jehovah Rohi or Sedekedenu to this extent. None of us has been able to get to that extent we can only we can only describe that 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 we can by the grace that he gives to us we can only we can only we can only describe that little part that little part that little part that we can understand that it is fulfilled what is in isaiah 55 he says that as the heavens are as the heavens are above the earth so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts that is our god so even this morning brethren as as we sit to to talk about understanding god as holy it has to be so clear that we will only describe, we will only relate with him, we will only pick that, only that, that he will allow us to pick by his grace. Only that. But the matter of truth is that we cannot, we cannot understand fully anything about our God. And that is what makes him our God. He is that God. Amen. So this, for the sake of our sharing, brethren, we are going to look at, I have actually divided this one verse into three parts. If you could say part A, part part B, and part C. So part a, I have picked the first three sentences. For thus says the high, and actually in my version, high is his name. Lofty is his name. The high and lofty one. The high and lofty one. High meaning to of that great vertical extent that you and I cannot comprehend lofty the same thing of that that grand impressive appearance of that imposing height that you and i cannot understand that you and i cannot get to to its bottom or to its height or to you and i cannot get to that and that is our God. He lives in that exalted place. He lives in that exalted arena or in that exalted dimension that you and I cannot understand fully, that you and I cannot comprehend, that you and I cannot really bring into perspective and say it is up to this height. Amen. 
That is one. Then the second sentence, who inhabits eternity. Yesterday, our brother, our brother, David, was sharing about understanding our God as eternal. Now, you can imagine. He inhabits eternity. Ends that we cannot describe. The other day, the other day, our prophets were sharing about Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is always there, not there in some places, but in all places. Then it adds, whose name is holy. So in this first part, which is part A, friends, it brings out it brings out the holiness of our God. The holiness of our God that is up to the highest heights. That is, that, that comes out, that is imposed like to be seen by all creation. It is not hidden. And it is from end to end. So what does it mean? To be holy, our friends. To be holy means to be sacred or to be set apart. Now, if it's you and I, you would say to be set apart for God. But since it is God, would he say to be set apart for himself? He is already set apart. So sacred, that is what it means. He is sacred. He has no stain. He has no wrinkle. He has no blemish. He has nothing. And and to that extent, to the extent that it is up to the highest heights, to the extent that it is to the lowest depth, to the extent that it is to the farthest, you know, ends. To the extent that it is from the from, from the, uh, the 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 first, I, I don't know. You cannot even say from because even in Genesis one they say in the beginning, then God created. So meaning even it goes beyond it beyond the beginning, and and according to this, His holiness is seen is seen in all those dimensions or that you and I cannot comprehend. We look at this first part, the incomprehensible nature or the incomprehensible level of our God's holiness in that first part. Then in the second part, he says, I dwell in the high and holy place. With him who has a contrite and humble spirit. What does this mean? This means that even his dwelling is holy. Like how you can say that uh, that uh, that uh, something is described by by even its habitat. I do not know. Actually, I was reflecting. I do not know of any living uh, organism 
that that uh, that that has a name that is similar with with its habitat. That's why you say, where does this one live? Where does a, a, this a, a bird in a nest? A, you know that kind of thing. But for him, even his draining. So his nature is holy, but even his dwelling is holy. That is our God. And that is the second part. I dwell in the high and holy place. So very high, very holy with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. So his dwelling, the dwelling of our God, brethren, is holy. But he does not live there alone. He lives there with him who is who has that remorse, who has that repentant spirit, who has that humble spirit. That one dwells, that one dwells in his presence. We see in the Old Testament, so many times we see in the Old Testament, our God would would call people and, and declare that. You remember in, uh, I think in Exodus chapter 3, when God calls Moses, and this is a bush. This is a bush. I want to imagine that Moses had always, had always grazed his, his father in, in laws, whatever, animals. And it was a normal place according to him. But that day, because the Lord God had descended into that bush, because the Lord God had descended, the Lord speaks to Moses from the bush and says, put off your sandals, for the place where you stand is holy. And we see this repeating, repeating. Every time you would call them to the mountain, you would say, no, let them, let these other people stay at, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the, the bottom of the mountain. Let them not come. Let them first remain there and first repent. Let them not first come into my presence because I am holy. So he is dwelling his holy friends. We again see the same. We see in, in, in Leviticus, in, he would repeat it and say, tell them to consecrate themselves before they come. Tell them to set themselves apart before they come because I am holy. So he lives in that holy and high place. With him who has a contrite and humble spirit. Then the third part that we are going to look at is the last sentence. No, the last two sentences. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So why he lives in that? Why he lives in that is because he uses that. He uses that to revive the spirit of the humble. He uses that to restore the hearts of the contrite ones. What a gracious God. What a merciful God. If it was any human being, if it was any 
human ruler, king, or as you know it, knowing that you are that powerful, knowing that you live in that palace or state or whatever, knowing that you live in that castle or whatever or whatever, maybe they would not wish to associate with wrong ones. They would not wish to associate with people of wrong, of, of maybe of, of, of wrong character or maybe of low grades. Maybe. But for him, he's telling us, according to this word, that he lives in that high place for us or for those of humble, of humble spirits. For those of contrite hearts to be revived. Hallelujah. 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 And uh, today, friends, as we take some time to reflect on our God's holiness, on our God's holiness, in the little understanding that he gives us by his grace this morning, this morning. I am going to briefly request, briefly request that we run to the book of Revelation, for, to the book of Revelation, so that we get to understand this, to, to understand those three sections that we have gone through. And in the book of Revelation, we are going to go to chapter four, and we look at what was revealed to John, to John in this scripture. And very fast, friends, I am going to read, I am going to read from verse 2. Immediately, I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance, like an emerald. Around the throne was 24 thrones, and on the, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the, mid and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in the back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. And the third living creature had a, a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a frying eagle. The, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest. Friends, I want us to take this. And they do not rest day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. 
verse 9. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and we are created. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Friends, to understand the holiness of our God, to understand how this applies to us today, we have to try to understand what actually happens in heaven. Because, again, we have to remind ourselves that what actually happens on earth is a replica of that that happens in heaven. A replica of that. There is already an established system in heaven. So what we go through is the replica of that. So according to this vision that the Lord gave his servant John, we realize, we realize that there is already an established throne in heaven. Where this Lord God Almighty sits, what is very important is that around that throne are other, uh, 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 24 other thrones, 24 other thrones. With these elders who even have crowns. And actually, these mean the church, the church. So they have their crowns. But on this throne, we are not going to describe each and all and, and the, each, each, each of these that we saw. But I want us to, to reflect on the, 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 the four living creatures, the four living creatures, each signifying a different thing, but all in God's creation, bringing out the total of God's creation. And these four living creatures, the four living creatures, every single day and every single night, their duty is to sing holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 we would say as an, a matter of emphasis or bringing out the threefold nature of our God. So day and night, that is what those creatures do. As I, as I, I, I said, these four creatures, I, I will request that you will take time and go back because these times we have are not enough. But you take time, understand, because each of these creatures actually means, means a, a, something different. But the totality of, of their definitions or of their of, 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 of their, of, of their nature now brings out the total creation. It sums out God's creation. Now, when they say holy, 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 emphasizing, emphasizing God's holiness in his threefold nature, then they add on God's omnipotence. 
Lord God Almighty. Then they add on his eternal nature who was and is and is to come after after that, then you see even the 24 elders remove their crowns and lay them before him who lives forever. And this is the source of worship. True worship. True worship. Where everything that he created for that purpose to worship him that is the source of true worship brethren every time every time or every moment this comes up and it falls on a, on, on on any form of creation we worship or it worships So that even the, 20, the even the so-called elders or that already have crowns, they put off those crowns and lay them down to say we have nothing. Even this that we think we have, it actually comes from you. It has been by your will that we have them. It has been by your will that we've been created. It has been by your will that we do exist. So each and every form of creation in heaven, on earth, and under the earth falls in worship, in worship, when these four creatures declare this day and night. And that is actually what happens every day. That is what happens every night. When you go for fellowship, when you go before the Lord, and, and you find yourself in a state that you cannot understand, you know you have connected to this grace now. This grace of true worship. When you break down, when you see people breaking down and crying, when you see people breaking down and 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 and, and, and speak tongues, when you see people break down and do all sorts of things, you know this is it. They have connected to this grace. So His holiness, His holiness causes this to happen in all creation. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Now, the second one. The second one. No, before I go to the second one, let, let me also bring up this point that our God's holiness sets him apart Set him apart. Set him apart from all creation. Set him apart from all gods. Set, set him apart. So it is that. Now, that one we leave it. And of course, he declared this. He kept declaring this. In Isaiah 45, he declared it. In Isaiah 43, he declared it. He will say, I am the Holy One of Israel. And this is what I'm saying. So he declared this time and again. Now, the second part is that God's holiness God's holiness, the second part, God's holiness helps us now to recognize our sinful nature. 
how. To understand this, we will again rush and go to Isaiah chapter 6. And we look at this servant of the Lord who had an encounter with him. And I am going to read again very fast. In the year, Isaiah chapter 6, and I'm reading from verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With, with two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, woe is me, for I am undone. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. We will first stop at that. Then we will use the other verses to explain my third and last point this morning. Hallelujah. Friends, the presence or the holiness or when we encounter with the holiness of the Lord, we are able to actually see our sinful nature. I want to give the simplest, simplest, simplest example. Most of us, have tempted or have, have ever gone to enter a house and you find this house that is very, very clean and no one tells you but yourself remove shoes because you have seen. Those who have wedded, you go to look for a gown and they're g- giving you gowns and they bring out this sparkling white gown and, and, and before you even touch it, you look at your hands to be sure, to be sure, are my hands clean to even touch this gown? This is it. So you yourself, you're like, should I even touch? Or maybe I need to first, I'm, I'm not sure. You first look at your hands before you stretch your arm forward to touch the gown. And now this is it. When you encounter with the holiness of, 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 with the holiness of God, then your sinful nature comes out. It's like when you have that indeed sparkling white and you are bringing any other color. It will, of course, defer. So if you're measuring any other color to that white, then it will never measure up. It will never reach up. We see the servant of the Lord, Isaiah. Actually, Isaiah, Ezekiel in chapter 1, and and John, they all had, had those encounters with the Lord. And they had actually similar or close experiences. And we see now the servant of the Lord, Isaiah, after the encounter, this seraphim comes. And even, even the angel, if you look at him, the angel had six wings, but even had to use some of the wings to cover 
The angel had to cover the his his feet. The angel had to cover he, he, to to cover the face. His uncleanliness and use only two. So if the angel cannot be clean enough, then can any other or can us as human beings ever be clean before the Lord? Of course, no. That's why the Bible tells us that whoever says they have no sin, they are liars and the truth is not in them. So when we get an encounter with the Lord's holiness, then our sinful nature comes up. And when it comes out, when it comes out, friends, then we do the last, and this, and this is my last point, then we, we fall in repentance. We come in repentance because we have appreciated that we are actually sinners. And this is what we are going to see the servant of the Lord, Isaiah, doing. So I'm going to read from verse 6. Then one of the seraphim flew to me and having his hand and having in his hand a life call, which he had taken with the to- with with the, with the tongues from the altar and he touched my mouth with it and said behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged hallelujah 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 I can also read verse 8 for us to appreciate the Lord also I have the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us. Then I said, I am here. Here I am. Send me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is it. When we realize, when we encounter with the holiness of the Lord, then we are able to see how we have missed the mark. We are able to see how we are wretched sinners. We are able to see how we have spots and wrinkles and blemishes. We are able to see where we have not done well. And when we do that, then our gracious, our loving, our merciful God does what he did to his servant. He says, he sends an angel. This is what he did with with Isaiah. He sends an angel to deal with the uncleanliness. He intervenes to deal with that unclean part. He intervenes to deal. But remember, it starts with us. It starts with us appreciating Breaking down in repentance, saying, this is it. It has gone wrong. I have failed here. This are not, I have failed, Lord. I have not done this. I've been in disobedience. I have covered this. I, yes, even when I know that nothing is covered before you, for me, I've been covering this. I have been living in this. I have been tolerating this. I have been doing this and this and this. When we break down, then he comes. He comes. He comes to deal with that weakness. And praise the Lord that we see that after that, after that, then he says, whom whom shall I send? Then you are qualified after that. We are qualified to be used of the Lord after we have broken down and after we have been cleansed of all our unrighteousness. 
then we are vessels of honor in the house of the Lord, set apart to be used of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the holiness of the Lord now leads us to that to, 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 to that sacred uh, dimension. And again, and again, allows us or gives us an opportunity, gives us a chance to be used by the holy, by our holy God. Because we have been set apart. We see the Lord actually saying it in, in, uh, in Leviticus 20. He says, tell them to set themselves apart. You have to be set apart for you to be used. I have to be set apart. I have to be sacred for me to be used of the Lord. Hallelujah. And in, in, in conclusion, friends, in conclusion, brethren, this morning, then the Lord, indeed, he commands us now. He commands us. We see in First Peter 1, chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, and he says, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So we are commanded, friends, we are commanded, brethren, to live in holiness. We are commanded to set ourselves apart. We are commanded to walk in holiness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And praise the Lord. And when we do that, when we do that, then the Lord uses us for his work. Then the Lord uses us. Friends, I will not say that it is a, a one-off thing. I will not say that it's a one-day action, but it is a journey. It is a journey. This week, friends, we have had an opportunity to learn the different names of our God, which we have also today known that they are actually, they coincide with the nature of our God. How I pray, how I pray that we will do whatever it takes. We will try our best to relate with our God for who he is, to relate with him. because. If you know that your God is Jehovah Rapha, then do we need to, 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 to hold our hands on, yes, on, on to our heads when we fall sick, when we know that our God is Jehovah Jireh? Then do we need to, to, to run mad when, when it appears that something is lacking? May we, may we relate with our God for who he is. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Once again, Father God, we want to say thank you. Thank you for speaking to us, O oh Lord, in this your word. Thank you for what you have revealed to us this morning. My prayer, my God and my Father, is that you will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. For us, we choose to present ourselves as vessels. Just like you took your servant to the porter's house and you showed him how the porter was dealing with clay in his hands, Jeremiah. And you said, son of man, can't I do much more 
than yes with you than this. Lord, my prayer this morning is that yes, you will deal with us as clay in your hands, O God, that you will mold and remold us into those vessels that are set apart for your work. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed and believed. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. May the Lord bless you all. Thank you, Mrs. Muhezi, for for this wonderful sermon. Thank you for for allowing to be used by the Lord. Yes. Uh, let us pray. We are going to first pray for for our preacher, and really thank God for for her. And yes, uh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for for our sister. We thank you for for this opportunity you have given to her to to really minister to us, King of Glory, through your word, O oh Lord. Father, King of Glory, it is not easy, but King of Glory, you give us the grace to do so, O oh God. So thank you. Abba, my master, King of Glory, continue to bless her. Lord, King of Glory, even as she has been sharing with us, your word, O oh Lord, Father, minister to her, King of Glory, in the mighty name of Jesus, King of Kings, Lord, that she will desire also to be holy as you are holy, O God, King of glory. Father, King of glory, bless the works of her hands, O Lord, King of kings, O God. Father, meet her needs, O Lord, my master. May you bless her family in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you are, you are her king, you are her God, O Lord. We thank you, O God. We thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name we have believed and prayed. Amen. 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 Father, in the same spirit, we continue to, to say thank you, Lord, we receive this word. We receive your word, O oh Lord. We receive it, King of Kings, O oh Lord, this morning. Thank you, King of Glory. I know, I know, O oh God, that it has blessed someone, O oh Lord, King of Glory, that it has spoken to someone's heart, O oh Lord, that, Lord, it has broken a hard heart, O oh Lord, in this place, O oh Lord, King of Glory. So we want to say thank you. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit, King of Glory. Father, O oh God, we continue to commit ourselves unto you, O oh God. Father, King of Glory, may we continue to understand that you are Holy God. Father, King of Glory, may we continue to meditate on this word, O oh Lord. Father, King of Glory, as we are seated in our cars, going to our workplaces, or even we are still in our homes, O oh Lord, King of Kings, O oh Lord, that, Lord, this word will continue to speak to us, will continue to rebuke us, to discipline us, to correct us in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. Father, that every hard heart will be broken because it is your word. It is your word, King of glory, in the name of Jesus, O Lord, King of kings, O Lord. May our hearts respond to it in the name of Jesus, O God. Father, I remember in Acts, when, when, when the apostles were were preaching King of Glory, Lord, and the more they preached of God, the people responded. They responded to your word, King of glory, even us, Lord, this morning. I pray that we shall respond and we shall walk, my master, with you, O God. We shall desire to be holy as you are holy, O God. Lord, we shall get that full revelation of, 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 
who God is, of who God is, King of glory, and understand what, why you require us to be holy, O God, King of glory. Lord, my master, that we shall surrender. We shall surrender, O God, to your holiness in the mighty name of Jesus, O Lord. Deal with us, O Lord. Deal with our hearts, O Lord. Deal with our, our, our filthy hearts, O Lord, King of glory. Come and cleanse. Come and cleanse, Abba, my master, that we shall say no to ungodliness, O Lord. We shall say no to the things, O God, that you do not want to the our wicked ways, O Lord, King of glory, in the mighty name of Jesus, O Lord. Father, O God, continue to speak to us. Continue to speak to us, O Lord, King of glory. Continue, O God, my master, to reveal yourself unto us, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, O Lord. Father, we commit this day into your hands, O God. Father, we are going to do so many things, O Lord, but Lord, as we are doing them, may we walk with you, O God. May we, may, may our hearts, O Lord, King of glory, be communing with you in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that we shall not say that, ah, I will go for, for, for this meeting and we leave things there. But Lord, we shall walk with you daily, daily, every time, every hour in the name of Jesus, O Lord. That we shall be in fellowship with you, O God, King of glory. Because you desire us to be in fellowship with you, O God. King of glory. I pray, my master, for, for, for someone on this call who, who is in pain, O Lord, that you will heal them in the name of Jesus, O Lord. Father, for those who do not know you, O God. I pray, O King of glory, that your power will meet them, that King of glory, Holy Spirit, you will meet them, meet them, King of glory, and cause them, O God, O King of glory, to accept you as their personal Savior, in the mighty name of Jesus, O Lord. Father, King of glory, cause us to be humble. King of glory, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, because you dwell with those who are humble. You dwell with those who, whose hearts is, is contrite, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord. So help us, O oh Lord. Help us, King of glory. Help us in the name of Jesus, O oh God. Lord, our help comes from you, O oh God. Our help comes from you. We cannot do this on our own, but it is your spirit and your grace that enables us, O oh Lord. So, Lord, we choose to acknowledge you that you are everything this morning. We choose to acknowledge you, that you are everything, that you are king, that you are God, O oh Lord. Have your way, O oh God. We commit, we commit uh, the lunch hour into your hands, the evening prayer uh, meeting into your hands, O oh Lord, King of glory. Continue to speak to us. Continue to mold us to be the people you want us to be. In the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, King of glory. So we thank you. We glorify your name. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, I believe and pray. Amen. amen and amen. amen.